Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the second episode of my new podcast, The Power Is Mine. And I really wanted to kind of stretch out my podcast episodes because, you know, you don't want to pile on too much too soon and you don't want people to expect too much too soon. And then if your life gets more hectic, if your life gets busier or whatever, then you don't really have the chance to produce as much as you would have when you had more downtime. But what I can say is that um, I've just been sitting with my thoughts a lot because I kind of have no choice. Because right now, if you've been following my journey on Instagram, you've been following my journey on YouTube, then you know that currently I am stationary. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then I suggest you go to my YouTube and watch. So you kind of keep up with the journey or whatever. But currently I'm stationary and I've kind of just decided that it's for it's for the best bet um, for not only just me, but for the people that I'm trying to inspire by documenting this journey. That I don't just keep adding fuel to the flame, basically. And when I say fuel to the flame, I mean like just keep telling the bad news the bad news the bad news the bad news and um the good news is around the corner but right now i just kind of keep hitting small snafus and those little snafus definitely have had me at lower points in my thinking it's gotten me a little bit sad it's gotten me feeling quite defeated and i also don't want anyone that is watching the journey and um that i've been being honest with about since the beginning to feel like damn like defeated 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 you know because well i mean the truth of it is in any situation that we're in in life there's going to be that place that we hit that's supposed to rock bottom where it feels like damn like basically cue kevin hart damn where it feels like there is no way out it feels like when you finally find your way Okay, now here goes another snafu. When you find another thing, here goes another fork in the road. When you find another thing, here goes something being taken from you. When you find another thing, here goes somebody else, like, stopping you. You know what I'm saying? And that comes around to the title of today's pod, (laughs) which is kind of paradoxical within itself. And it took me a little time to figure it out because I was just trying to be funny a little bit. But today's pod is, when do I get patience? And... It just kind of makes me laugh with that title because honestly, it is my biggest struggle I can say in life to try to have patience. Like quite literally, it's very difficult because I feel like in every situation I've been in, no matter how bad it went, no matter how like short the period of time or just randomly, like I had definitely learned um that patience is is uh what is it called patience is a virtue man and it's hard to develop patience when um especially when you've realized that the biggest person that you can depend on in a lot of situations is yourself so in those situations it's hard to have patience because when you're used to waiting on other people and them not coming through for you and you end up realizing that, okay, the way that I get out of these situations is me, is my own strength, is my own um, wit, is my own people skills, or just, you know, my own whatever. 
it makes you have a really hard time having patience because when you're in a situation like I'm in currently and basically you can only really depend on the resources of others and you can't even depend on yourself it starts to mess with your self-confidence a little bit because I've always said that the reason why I can have so much confidence in myself is because when I'm in low situations I'm the one who gets myself out of them but then when you turn around you have a situation where even you can't get your own self out it'll make you very depressed and it'll make you feel like just to an extent worthless at times to an extent like what am I doing why can't I make my way out of the situation by myself why can't I do this why can't I do that and when I've always had the feelings like I couldn't depend on anybody else because they just weren't there for me or when I asked for help it would always be met with like you know negativity and now I'm in a position to where I have to depend on other people um I'm shown that some people can be genuinely, and it's the people that you would least suspect. Some people can be genuinely an angel to you. And the people that you thought would be there for you are the devils. So definitely in this time and season, what I'm being told by a lot of people, what I'm having to feel like I'm having to learn, what I feel like God is kind of telling me is patience, 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 patience. But my question all the time is like, which is paradoxical. When do I get patience? Because I'll think that I'm having it. I'll think, okay, I'm just going to wait till the better option comes. I'm going to wait for this. I'm going to wait for that. It's going to be on the way. It's going to be on the way. And then you feel like you get your breakthrough and it's not your breakthrough. You feel like the situation is coming to an end. You feel like this person is going to help. They don't help. You feel like um, you're going to be able to save yourself and you can't save yourself. And it puts you in a real funky place. Like it puts you in a position of feeling like, damn, if I can't help me, people can't help me. Just quite frankly and honestly, it makes you sometimes question God. And I never really want to find myself in a position of like, God, why, why, why? But I feel like when you develop a certain relationship with God, you feel more comfortable actually like talking to him. And... I have started talking to God a lot more and having conversations with him and trying to just figure out where he stands, you know? And I have a big thing that I tell people um, called confirmation conversations, right? And sometimes, I don't know, it's just Tiger shaking. I don't know if it's me wanting satisfaction or um what is it called me wanting some point of reassurance right so i'll be like okay this is a confirmation conversation that's a sign that's a sign that's a sign i'm such a that's a sign type person and sometimes when you're going through a situation especially kind of hard like mine you start to fall into cynicism and negativity and you start to feel like no that's not a sign like this isn't gonna work like this isn't gonna happen it's not gonna this it's not gonna that right and I've hit those moments frequently. Um, I've hit those moments where I feel suicidal. I've hit those moments where I feel like nobody believes in me. I've hit those moments where I feel like nobody cares about me. People care less if I'm here or I'm not. Because I don't necessarily do it all the time. 
for the outer praises. Like I, I post and I try to um, communicate certain things because I want people that are going through what I'm going through or going through something worse to know. A lot of times when we're going through stuff, we feel like we're the only one in the world going through it because everybody else looks like they're living this perfect life and they have it all figured out. And I feel like it's really important. If it weren't me, I would feel like I'd be happy if someone else were to say, hey, I'm going through it too. But I'm going through this, I'm going through that. And I'm making it out alive. I don't know where the end is going to come, but I'm, I'm going to try to take you on a journey and show you that, hey, I'm still trying to keep my head up. And that helps me in a lot of senses. So I'm a big believer in be the change that you want to see. You know what I'm saying? So when I've had these low moments and I've hit the cynicism and I'm just like, no, it's not a sign. No, I'm not getting through this. No, I'm not getting through that. I had a moment the other day that I wanted to talk to you guys about where truly I was, I was ready to go. And the most unlikely person started to help me out of that position. So the other day, um, I was hit with the ultimatum that I need to move my car or in about three days or two days or whatever, or um, it would get towed and, you know, me and the dogs would have nowhere to go. I would be evicted from my storage unit, just all type of stuff, right? And I let them know my situation and they were still like okay just kind of firm on what they said so it really left me feeling super down and I felt like okay I've been to the strip clubs tried to get my job back I still need to get this permit the permit costs money that I don't have I don't have any money because I can't move my car to make money with Uber Eats and I just don't know what the fuck to do like I don't have people to ask for help I don't want to go back to my family, no matter if they offer it or not, because they're just very manipulative. They're just very self-serving. And nothing is done for me or to help me without knowing that there is like a fucking rope attached. Forget a string. So it makes me not even want help from them if it does come. Because... I know what it is tied to it, you know? And I know that I'm not necessarily saying the help has to come immediately, but I'm saying the help either comes very dragged out after it's made certain that I'm in service to them or the help just never comes. So it's a never-ending cycle of, okay, I'll do this for you if you do that. I'll only do this if you do that. And then when you start to ask and start to question, hey, you said you do this. Didn't I tell you I would do it? Didn't I tell you I would make sure I would? Okay, so why are you? And it's almost like a punking down. While you're trying to just question, okay, hey, I just wanted to know. Hey, I'm just trying to figure out. And when you show that you're not okay with those type of behaviors, it becomes flare ups. It becomes intimidation. It becomes gaslighting. It becomes this. It becomes that. That's why um, I was watching a TikTok earlier. And it was like, <laughs> if you think I won't let my family treat me a certain kind of way, how you think I'm going to let you treat me? Baby, you ain't getting away with that. So 
it might be called stupidity on some levels. I've had people in the moment, um, while I'm telling them about what I go through and different stuff like that, tell me that I should go back to my, my father. My, my every which way form of abusive father. I should go back just so I could say I have a place to stay. I'd rather not. I'd rather not, honestly. So, when you are met with turmoil because you're trying to stay in your ground, you're trying to make a new beginning for yourself, you're willing to sacrifice everything just so you don't have to deal with a certain type of behavior from certain people, and then you feel like you can't make your way out, do you have thoughts of, maybe I should run back to the abuser? Maybe I should run back to the, the, the person that's making me feel so less than myself? The person that's trying to get me down while I'm at my lowest point already. And then when you have those thoughts and you feel like you want to do that, you also feel like, no, anything would be better than doing that. Anything. So. The other day when I just felt like I can't help myself out of this situation, I don't want to go back to the man who strangled me. To the man who pushed me with a dog cage, with the dog in it, and then threw the dog cage across the lawn with the dog in it. I don't want to go back to the man who I watched make my mother go through so much, make us feel like shit, who did this and that to us. Like, I don't want to go back to that man. I don't want to deal with the manipulation that comes with him imposing his responsibilities onto me. I don't want to deal with it, and I don't have to, because I'm not worth that i'm worth way more than that i am worth way more than letting someone talk to me crazy i'm worth way more than letting someone put their hands on me i'm worth way more than letting someone control me financially control me mentally make me feel bad about my appearance try to tell me i need to give up on my dreams and my aspirations so that i can fulfill theirs when they've reached such a far point in their life to where they should they should just pack it up by now and realize that their life is just is it is what it is and it's the most evil thing you could do to want for your children to abandon who they are to try to serve you so you can somehow live a better life it's sickening so when i hit that point the other day and i said i don't have anyone i could ask for help and that could give me the help that i need I no longer have my mother. I, I can't make any money. I can't even come up with the damn money to get to the strip club, let alone get the permit for the strip club and start working so I can have the money. I started to Google ways to end it. I did. And... I've always kind of dealt with ideation randomly, but there have been a few specific points where I was actually going to follow through. And those points were when I was living with my father and he made me feel so low of myself that I felt like it must just not even be worth me living anymore. And
and the other day. In another point in my life where I was just dealing with so much that I just couldn't take it anymore. Because I was living with an aunt that when I was, I think I was around like 15. And she would tell me all that I would ever amount to was a stripper and a rapper's baby mama. And I felt like being in the family unit, they would do nothing but pick with me. I was the outsider. I was a redheaded stepchild. I was just the cousin that came to live with them. And I I've just felt so alone. I didn't want to talk to my mom about it because her and my aunt were always getting into it and I was just trying to stay there to finish school. And I didn't want my mom to say, well, come, 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 leave. Because I wanted to just finish school. That's it. I just wanted to finish school. All I ever looked forward to was going to college. I wanted to finish school and go to college and make something of myself. But there was no peace. I would go to school, and this was like when I was in Florida. I would go to school and I would get cyberbullied <laughs> relentlessly. I would go to my aunt's house back home, supposedly, and I would get picked with all the time. She would always find a way to pick on me, pick with me, make me feel less than myself, and tell me all I would ever amount to was a rapper's baby mama and a stripper when I used to want to be a lawyer like her. So that was another moment in my life where I felt like, you know, this might just be the time. And the other day when I was feeling that way and I started looking up how to do it because I think the biggest thing, and I could just be honest with y'all, the biggest thing that has saved me in all these situations is the fear of failing and then living with the scars of having failed. And feeling like more of a failure because I couldn't even successfully do it. And like, you know, just me being so vain. And also it being so painful that in my last moments, I'm suffering just like how I have in life. And I feel like if I go out, I at least don't want to suffer in that moment. So that's always been a big thing for me, right? And I was thinking about it. I was just like, I'm going to go through with it. And I realized how hungry I was. So oddly enough, um, I started to take a walk, trying to go find something to eat. And I turned on a Carisha Please episode. (laughs) Y'all. This is crazy as hell. Like, if I ever meet Carisha, this would be just like, it's not funny, but it would just be funny. Because it's like, bitch, you was about to do what? And you turned on an episode of my podcast and you decided not to? What the fuck? Yes, y'all. Yes. Yes. I turned on a Carisha Please episode that I had been avoiding for months. I I haven't even watched a Carisha. I've watched probably every other freaking Carisha Please episode except for this episode. And guess what episode that was? The episode with Kevin Gates. And as I was walking to get some food. And I turned on this Carisha Please episode with Kevin Gates. 
he started talking about how he had made a few attempts. And he talked about how he ran into a white man and the white man was like, no, you have a reason, da, 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 da. And Kevin just started talking. And oddly enough, y'all, I said, no, I'm not going to. Because I watched a Carisha Please episode with Kevin Gates. At that moment in time. And I could feel the tears welling up in my eyes right now. Because literally, that's why I do it. Because I tell people all the time, you have a purpose. And you might want a ginormous purpose. But your purpose could be to just stop somebody in a moment where they feel like they're actually going to go through with it. Because if Carisha had not had that fucking podcast, and if Kevin Gates had not been on that episode saying what he said, and if I had not turned it on on that day, it might have got to me. And in that low moment, because I feel like those are the moments where you're the easiest to get to, I saw a snake. And he was trapped in a fence. And I thought he was dead because I only saw the tail. I didn't see his head. But when I kind of looked closer, I saw movement. And I also saw a whole lot of ants surrounding the snake. And they were trying to eat him. And when I saw the movement, I was like, oh my gosh, this snake is getting eaten alive would come to find out his head was trapped and he couldn't get out of where he was at so the ants started surrounding him getting ready to eat and all I could because you, like if you had known me younger in my life I've hated snakes like they terrified me at one point I was younger and somebody had a snake as like a teacher had a snake in his classroom and they we kind of took a class trip to the teacher's classroom with a snake. And they took the snake out of that enclosure, y'all. I ran and jumped up on the desk. This might have been like third grade or something. Terrified of snakes. I hated snakes my whole life. But now, oddly enough, at this low moment where I felt like I was going to do what I was going to do, I was um, hypnotized by this snake by wanting to know what was going on with this snake isn't that crazy so as i saw he was trapped i was trying to free him with a stick and the sticks would break and break and break and break he had breaking down and then i found another one that was like solid so i tried to free the snake from where he was trapped and the snake started rattling his tail and hissing at me like he would have bitten me and I said, oddly enough, I'm trying to free this snake from being eaten alive. And he's ready to bite me. But you can't be mad at a snake for behaving like a snake. So I would walk away and then come back to it and walk away and come back to it and try to free him. And it just seemed like he just accepted his fate. So now here I am. Why am I trying to free the snake from a fate that he's already accepted? And he's willing to hurt me. For trying to free him. And the ants are scurrying around. Like oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like. Because you know how ants scurry. 
And I just left the snake be because I was like, I can't free you without hurting myself. And when I hit the next day of walking past this snake and realizing he was still in there alive and ants are just picking at his flesh trying to eat him and I can't free him and I've just accepted the fate that he accepted for himself. I said I was hungry again. And I decided to walk to McDonald's. And when I walked into McDonald's, um, it was just regular. I got my breakfast. I sat down and ate. And when I had finished, I saved up a little extra food to bring back to the dogs. And I walked into the bathroom and there was a, um, I left the food outside of the bathroom, by the way. When I walked into the bathroom, there was a, a chef, I think, in there, a cook. And she just randomly started talking to me and the conversation just started to like get a little serious. And I was like, um, you know, when somebody starts talking and you tell they got stuff on their heart that they just need to vent, they just need to get it out. And I'm the type of person, I'll just let you get it out. Like, I don't care for strangers. I will let you get it out. If you just want to talk to me, I'll just let you get it out, honey, because you clearly got something you need to talk about. Get it off your chest. So she started talking randomly. And I was like, oh, my gosh. This feels like one of those confirmation conversations and da 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 And I told her because she told me, you don't need to ask for the permission. You don't need to be wondering what this and that. You have all the tools. You know what you need to do. You have the strength. You need to keep going, right? Because I was talking to God on the way to this McDonald's. And I was saying, oh, Lord, I wish I could just hear your voice so you could talk back to me so I could hear you so I can know what to do. And then this here goes this woman telling me all the things that I said to God, like she had a microphone on me while I was walking that way. And then randomly, this woman tells me of a story about her having her children, her newborn children in the house. Her young children and her husband, and he ain't got a snake And something told her, a small whisper, told her, you need to get rid of that snake. And then next thing you know, the snake got out of the enclosure. And they tried to lock up the whole house trying to find the snake. They closed off the children's bedroom door, trying to make sure the snake wouldn't get in there to them. The snake was an anaconda, by the way. And when they searched the whole house trying to find out where this snake was... They opened up the children's bedroom door and they heard the hiss or the rattle. And they opened up the closet and the snake was in the children's closet. And it was so odd to me that I didn't mention a single thing about what I had felt the day before. About me seeing the snake and me feeling like, okay, maybe this is my time to just give myself away. To him. If you know about symbolism, then you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to edify him in the sense of saying his name. Because I don't believe in in paying homage to that man. (laughs) I don't believe in it. Fuck him. Stomp him out. Keep him where he belong. But in my lowest moment, a person who has been terrified of snakes my whole life was willing to free a snake and started to have the thoughts of, I see why people give themselves away to this entity. Because what is God doing for me? In my lowest moment, feeling like it was time to just end it all. Those are the thoughts that were crossing my mind. 
And the next day, after I had watched the Carisha Please episode and decided not to do whatever, decided to just keep fighting, keep pushing, I meet a woman in a McDonald's after I'm talking to God, and she mentions to me a story about a snake. And the next day when I came back to the snake, he was dead and the ants had done their deed. So in those low moments where you feel like you have to pledge yourself to this entity and you feel like, when is it going to end? When is it going to come? What is being pledged to God? What is being, what is having faith in God doing for me? Look at where I'm at. Look at how people are treating me. Look at how people don't believe in me. Look at, look at how nothing is going right. I can't figure anything out. I can't even believe in myself anymore. And then you find something from someone who you might not even believe in. I don't listen to Kevin Gates. I be feeling like he be wildin'. I be feeling like it's this and it's that. I've seen people have discourse about Carisha, please. People don't like Carisha. They don't like the way she speaks. They feel like she's this and she's that. But in that moment, if Carisha, please, had not popped up on my YouTube feed, I might not be here to even tell y'all this story. I might not have had that conversation with God and been able to walk into a McDonald's and have a woman speak to me like she heard everything that I was saying before I got there. She would not have told me that story about that snake because I never once mentioned a snake to this woman. So when you're asking yourself, I've been patient, I've tried. When do I get patience, y'all? I have not found the patience yet. I'm in here sounding like a preacher. I have not found the patience yet, y'all. I really ain't. I really, I really ain't. I don't know. I ain't found it yet, y'all. Because I'm still in my situation. I'm still trying to figure stuff out. I'm still confused. I'm still like, God, have you forgiven me? Like, forgotten about me? Have you given up on me? Like, has, is it this? Is it that? Like, God, what is going on? What is going on? People are looking down on me. People are turning up their nose at me. People are treating me crazy. I had a supposed friend, boyfriend ready to beat me up because I don't want to pay rent for a place I don't want to live in. I stayed there one night and this nigga was acting like he wanted to come storm the apartment with the supposed friend talking about she's really trying to save me. Save me from what? Save me from what? The last message this supposed friend sent me. I'm really trying to save you. And next thing I know, I see your boyfriend ready to storm the apartment with you holding him back like he's ready to come do something to me because I don't want to live there anymore after I stayed for one night and I refused to pay the rent. Who pays rent on somewhere that they've spent one night in? That's my question. But now I'm the one burning bridges. Y'all see how wicked bitches can be? Y'all see how crazy people could be? But I'm the crazy one, right? Everybody going to tell everybody on the street of Atlanta. Gonna tell you Nate a crazy one. Watch out for Janae, man. That that be crazy. Watch out for her, man. She do this, she do that. But nobody ever tells what provokes these reactions. So I have yet to master patience. I still feel like in the midst of this situation, what the hell is going on? God, have you forgotten about me? God, I keep feeling like I'm right there. And then I say, I take 20 steps forward to take 30 steps back. Like what is happening? 
what are you trying to teach me? What do I need to see? That I'm opening up my eyes. I'm opening up my ears, God. What do I need to see? But God showed me at that lowest moment. That the devil got nothing for you, sweetheart. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Don't pledge yourself to him. Because all you're going to end up doing, he's the trapped one. He needs you to liberate him. He needs you to free him. And if you don't pledge yourself and free him, he's going to be the dead one. That snake is sitting there right now, a corpse. Got eaten alive by ants because he wanted to bite me for trying to save his life. The devil is the same way. I said I wasn't going to say his name, but sometimes people need to know exactly who the fuck you talk about. Renounce him. In those low moments where you feel like God got nothing for me. What is God doing for me? The devil ain't got nothing for you for real, baby. God has something for you. But it takes patience. And I am no per I'm no perfect person. I'm no saint. I'm still learning patience. But when you ask that paradoxical question, when do I get patience? You might never truly get it. You're going to work on it until the day you pass away. Especially when you, like me, 23, you're young. So all you know is the world moving fast and you feel like you're getting left behind all the time. But that FOMO, that fear of missing out, sometimes it's protection. Sometimes that redirection is stopping you from what you don't really need. But my biggest question to God a lot of time when I talk to him, because when you develop that real that real connection with God, that real ability to communicate. And I'm not talking about, oh, holy thou, I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about like I really talk to God like how I talk to y'all. God, what's going on? What is going on, God? What is going on? And you know who else? Who I heard this from the other day? Tiana Taylor on her Angie Martinez um, interview. Y'all, I really suggest you go watch Angie Martinez in Real Life Podcast. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, Y'all, you got to just talk to God. I ain't saying be disrespectful, go cussing him out because watch out. You wilding. I'm saying, God, like, what's going on? God, what do you want for me? God, show me what you want for me. I want for me what you want for me. I want to hear what you want me to hear. I want to see what you want me to see. I want to feel how you want me to feel, God. I want to do what you want me to do. Use me, God. Use me. Make me into what you want me to be. It's hard. It's hard, y'all. It's hard. I work on this every day. Patience is a virtue. Listen, it is. But don't let the devil win. Don't give him the power. He needs you. He is so weak of an entity that he needs you to give him life. He needs you to feed into his bullshit. That's why when you see people with the spirit of provocation, people with the spirit of envy, people with the spirit of um, lack, scarcity mindset that's what makes people get to acting crazy acting up acting a damn fool and they need you to feed in to give them the power that they need because without you they are nobody they're just somebody that's hating in a corner that doesn't know themselves don't give don't give in do not give in do not give in do not give in y'all i'm in this car and it's hot as hell so y'all hearing all these noises i'm in the car don't give in y'all 
The devil is so weak, he needs you to give him power. God is so strong, he wants to breathe into you. He wants to give you life. The devil only comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and you will surely end up there if you give in to him like I was ready to. Because I was taught the lesson almost immediately. I had thoughts cross my mind at my lowest moment. I see why people give in to the devil. I see why people sacrifice this and sacrifice that. Because what is God doing for me? And then I was shown almost immediately. What is the devil going to do for you? The devil is going to come to kill, steal, and destroy. The devil can't even free himself. He needs you to free him. He needs you to give him life because he's wriggling, being eaten alive by the ants, by the bugs. Stinking. Rotten. And you're walking, being a light, and he needs you to give your light away because he cannot take it from you. He needs you to give it away. Surrender it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Be patient. Learn patience. Take a second, take a breather, take some time, brainstorm, plan about what your next step is. Because sometimes you're moving too fast and you don't have time to think, you don't have time to plan. And sometimes you're not like in disarray, you're just at peace and you don't want to know what peace is like. And even in the midst of me going through the situation every other second, being told, hey, you got to do this, you got to do that. Like people treat me this way, treat me that way. I, I'm trying to find peace in it, but it's so stressful to me because I don't like people feeling like they are the author of my destiny. I don't like people feeling like because they say something that I can now move. The foot soldiers are telling me what to do. I don't like that. But if this is what God wants for me right now, and if this is going to help somebody at some point in time, then I just pray to God that it meets who it needs to meet. I pray to God it does. Because right now, y'all, I'm struggling. I'm tired and I'm fighting. So I don't know what your situation is. I'm not trying to minimize it. I'm not trying to maximize yours, minimize my own, minimize mine, maximize yours. I'm not trying to do none of that. But just be patient. I love you.